What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. It's Chrisomania, brother. That's a great question. Look at you, man, with the powerful questions. <laughs> Woo! This is the Chris Van Vliet Show. Chris Van Vliet Show. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Van Vliet! All right, welcome into another one. It's the Chris Van Vliet Show. Thank you for giving this a listen, uh, whether this is your first download or it's your 27th download. Yeah, this is episode number 27. Not bad for a podcast that just turned seven weeks old yesterday. We've been pumping these out like crazy, and you guys have been eating them up, just eating them up. Something like that, at least. Uh, Just last week, I was thanking you guys for 189 reviews that we had on Apple Podcasts, which was... Pretty awesome, I thought. We're now up to 237 reviews at last count. I feel like that's a big uptick in just a week. Uh, So thank you for that. That's awesome. And please keep those coming in. Please keep the reviews coming in. You honestly don't understand how important those are to helping the ranking on Apple Podcasts. And also, just personally, how much it means to me for you guys to be enjoying the same thing that I'm enjoying. I, I really appreciate that. Look. I don't have a Patreon. All of my content is completely free. I think the least you could do is take 27 seconds to leave a five-star review on here. Uh, and, and maybe and maybe just a little subscribe on YouTube. That wouldn't hurt either. I'd appreciate that. Uh, I'm going to keep reading one review on every episode to say thank you and also for your chance to get a shout-out for free. I mean, once again, I'm not on Patreon. All my content's free. The shout-outs are free, everything. So uh, it's your way to be part of the show. And, uh, I mean, I'd love for you to be part of the show. Like Corey CW, who writes, good show, great show, upbeat and informative. Kind of sounds like Ryan Seacrest. That's the whole review. Um, thank you, Corey. Um, Seacrest. All right. Well, I guess, you know, when it comes to broadcasting, Seacrest is like the absolute best. So, you know, may- you know what? Maybe I could be the Ryan Seacrest of wrestling. I like, yeah, I like that. CVV, the Seacrest of Wrestling. Um, Well, this one with Ethan Page is a lot of fun. I've known him almost as long as he's been wrestling. I watched him work a lot of independent wrestling shows in my hometown, Toronto, when I lived there. I was even a ring announcer for some of his matches a few times, like 2008, 2009-ish. This is a great chat if you're a creator, too. Like, if you're looking to start a YouTube channel or a podcast, we've got a lot of... A lot of tips, a lot of little nuggets in here that you can pick out. But first, the Chris Van Vliet Show is brought to you by Green Roads, and they just have the best CBD products, hands down. And you hear a lot about CBD products, but they're not all created equal. And a lot of companies popped up over the last little while trying to cash in on the CBD boom, but they've got low-quality formulas. Unfortunately, some of them don't actually even have CBD in them. They just say it on the label, but don't actually have anything in them. Green Roads is a pharmacist-founded company dedicated to improving the lives of people who take it. 
I take it. It's really helped me a lot with my focus, my recovery after the gym, uh, a couple drops of the CBD oil under your tongue, and uh, it just kind of, it just works. People are like, what does it feel like? Well, it doesn't really feel like anything. It's like, that's like saying, what does aspirin feel like? What does Tylenol feel like? I don't know. Well, 20 minutes after you take it, you're like, oh, yeah, I don't have a headache anymore. It's the same type of thing here. Uh, the relaxed gummies are also really good, and they taste good, too, I think, which is a you know a really important thing. Use my code CHRIS15 to get 15% off at greenroadsworld.com. That's CHRIS15 for 15% off at greenroadsworld.com. The CVV Show also brought to you by the Pro Podcasting Pack that I'm using from Samson Technologies to sound this good. I think that it's important. If you want to be taken professionally, if you want to be taken seriously, you got to sound seriously good. And Samson Technologies will help you out for just a fraction of what some of those other companies will charge. Go to samsontech.com. You can see all their lineups there. And people ask me all the time, where do you get your mics from? Well, there's your answer. Samsontech.com. They're the mics that uh, make us sound so good. Now, Ethan Page is one half of the current Impact Wrestling Tag Team Champions, along with fellow Canadian Josh Alexander. They call themselves the North. We talk about how uh, Ethan grew up watching TNA, and I don't know how, somehow TNA has only ever had one five-star match in the history of TNA. Crazy, right? Can you guess which one it is? We get into it. I couldn't guess it. I was so close, though. Uh, We also talk about the ever-changing landscape of wrestling right now and how being a father for Ethan has changed his life, both in and out of the ring. So, ladies and gentlemen, it's all ego, Ethan Page. It's it's very good to see you. Yes. Yeah, it is. As good as it was when you said this when you walked in? What? No. no. I, this, we, we just started appear. the video. This yeah. is it. Yeah. <laughs> do, do, do. Yeah. And then it appears. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm really proud of you because I've, uh, Thanks, I've been man. following your career. I've known you as a friend since almost the start of your career. Yeah. And here you are now, an Impact Champion. In L.A. I feel so famous, by the way. <laughs> oh, where did you guys do your interview? In Los Angeles. Yeah. yeah. Although, if we look out the window here, we're... Like next to the airport. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I took an airport. Sh- I just landed. I took a 6 a.m. flight from uh-huh. Miami, which is 3 a.m. here in L.A. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and uh, I landed, took an airport shuttle to see you, and here we are. We're doing it. Thanks. Bring the title CV. up here. You oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You want to hold it? Can I? Yeah, yeah, you can. Oh, my gosh. The whole interview? I mean, if it's pretty heavy, so you can it hold it the whole time heavy. if you want. No, this is, this is heavy, but this is awesome. Thanks. Right. Congratulations. Here, I'll, I'll hold it. You and Josh Alexander. Sit this here. So okay, yeah. Can, you know, look yeah, at it and stuff. You see it the whole time there. Yeah. Yeah, well, what does that mean to you? A lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to me, it means something different than everybody else, I think. Why is that? Because, uh, like, I guess in a short form, TNA was my WCW because of my age, sure. if that makes sense. So, like, that, that was, like, my alternative, which got me into, like, the Ring of Honors and stuff like that which got me into becoming a wrestler. Yeah. So like TNA meant a lot to me as a fan. So I am a TNA tag champ right now, <laughs> at least in my mind. So yeah, it means a lot. No, in your mind, I mean, th- that's all that really matters. Agreed. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. And when, when you go through airport security with that, they're like, whoa, I have been so lucky. It's not been pulled out. No one said anything to me. The one time someone ever said anything, it was to another agent. So like it's going through the scanner. One guy's like, 
what the hell is that? And the other guy's like, it's a wrestling belt. I was like, wait, are they going to ask me for a pick or something? No, they just let it go through. And I'm just like standing there like a dummy waiting. Yes, that's my replica title in my bag that I'm checking. <laughs> so. is, is there two titles here? Cause just I, this one and then Josh well, is, Josh is, is oh, yeah. somewhere in here. Josh Wait, do you want to be the tag champ? What? Yeah, yeah, just hold this. I'll oh see if gosh. I can find one. Just don't tell wow. him. Okay. I will we're gonna keep rolling during this. It's gotta be here somewhere. So uh, the fans can only hear me talking right now. So basically you're sharing your There it is! <laughs> there it is. You're sharing a room with your tag team partner. Yes. Because we're an actual tag team. Yeah. We like each other in real life. Oh, there are tag teams that don't? Okay, I'll put it. I don't talk about here. that. Oh, there yeah. you go. Yeah, hold on. This is cool, right? Impact Tag Champs doing a little interview. This is very cool. Yeah. So people would have seen this on your vlog. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. We're, we're gonna we're gonna plug the crap out of that. Well, let's also film for it. Okay. If we can. Yeah. Wow. That's never happened before in one of these videos. Then, it's like Inception a little bit. Yeah. Sorry, we're in the middle of this interview right now. Yeah. Wow. So Josh Alexander not here. So I'm, Chris, introduce yeah. yourself. Uh, Chris Van Vliet, fellow Canadian, so I can be a tag team champion. And people are watching it here and there. I will put a link below, everyone, so you can both check out this video and this video. Heck yeah. And you can also subscribe <laughs> to Ethan Page's channel. I don't know which camera to look is. at here. <laughs> uh, but yes, also subscribe to yeah, me and yeah. Ethan. The link will be uh, below. All right, I'm done. That's it. That's all I got to do. My okay. job's easy. Yeah. Wow. Well, see ya. All right, well, and, we're, and we're still going here. Um, I will put this down. I feel I feel like this is a big responsibility if I hold this the whole time. Sure, you can lay it on the bed if you okay. want. Nice and gentle. I will. It'll be next to us the whole time here. Perfect. I'm who, not going to drop mine. I want people, people to know. Uh, who were the people you really looked up to in Impact Wrestling growing up? Oh man. Um, well, like I started watching just after they finished their like weekly pay-per-views and they okay. went to like their big three-hour pay-per-views oh, oh gee so like the jeff hardy's the christian cages then obviously when kurt angle came but like abyss was always one of my favorites like as an original character i always wanted to see him go on and wrestle guys like kane and the undertaker yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he was always having crazy matches and they were doing things that like the wwe at the time wasn't doing like with the thumbtacks and the barbed wire and stuff like that like they would go a little you know step farther yeah I don't know. Maybe I had that bloodlust, but like I was a well, huge fan of Abyss. But it was missing because ECW had that. Yep. Then ECW disappeared. Well, a lot of those guys even ended up in TNA. So yeah, yeah th that influence was there. It's still here now. Yeah. Like you've got Tommy Dreamer on our roster. RVD Rhino just joined us. We just uh, had Sabu, which I beat. Uh, <laughs> so like, it, that, I think that'll be around forever. But. Yeah, I don't know. Like, that was the drawing for me. And then you had the guys like AJ Styles and Jerry Lynn was still in there kicking ass. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I was a massive AJ Styles fan. Yeah. Like, I remember buying the DVDs, 06, 07, his matches with Christopher Daniels yep. and Samoa Joe. Like, I was a bigger TNA fan at that time than I was a WWE fan because I thought their in-ring product was so right. much better. Okay, so I'm about to blow your mind then. <laughs> Do you know there's only one five-star match in the history of TNA? No way. Does that blow your mind? What? That's bogus. So before this you tell fixed. me. The fix is in for TNA wow. and Impact Wrestling. Before you tell me, I'll try to guess. You guys can try to guess as well. Uh, does it involve AJ Styles? Yes. Okay. Is it, is it, there's a match I absolutely love there. Is it AJ Daniels 30-Minute Iron Man? It was not that. But that, that match was so good. That match is in the top, like, 10 of all time okay. in TNA. That's my favorite TNA match. only one match hit five stars. Wow. AJ Kurt? Nope. 
Okay. I'll give you one more guess. Okay. One more guess. Go ahead. Uh, and then I'll lay it on you. AJ and Joe. Nope. What? Oh, you're close. <laughs> AJ versus Joe versus Daniels. Oh, that the match three is way. incredible. Yeah. That, that's, that's it what, is incredible. Yeah, that's actually... That's my favorite TNA match of but all time. But all those know. matches you named were great. Yeah. And I'm guessing if they were on another show, it would have been five stars. <laughs> if they were in the Tokyo Dome. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, we'll say that. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think the thing is, uh, it was also a product of that era, too. And I don't mean anything against TNA or Impact. It's just at that time, matches weren't getting the five-star ratings no, that they're too, getting and now. Like, it's insane too because like uh, I I do a weekly show on Twitch for Impact where we watch old TNA stuff, so like I'll ask the producer like some random questions and it'll just spark conversation. That's how we found out that there's only been one five star match. So the North Tag Team Champs are gonna go out of our way to try and change that. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's our goal now because we got the belts. Yeah. So that's out of the way. Who could, could you have that five star match with? Honestly. Right now on the roster, probably if we had a nice little program, we could tell some good stories. Yeah. Uh, Rich Swan and Willie Mack. Yeah, I th I think. Oh, they're both so talented. Yeah, so talented. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and they're big, big characters too. So like, you can have the drama, the emotion. Then there's the athleticism. Yeah. And there's the competition, and you have the titles. So I don't know. I think it's a, it would be a good mix. We could get close to five or hit that five. <laughs> I don't know. AJ, Joe, and Daniels. I mean, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good luck. That's, I know. That's setting the bar real high. Well, there. I mean, the bar also keeps going higher and higher, and then there's a big gap now because you can go to seven and a half, apparently. So, I mean, <laughs> getting to five is kind of just not even cool anymore. Yeah, it's like a three, three and a half star match of the old days. Yeah, so technically, us saying we're shooting for the second only impact five star match isn't really that big of a deal anymore. I'm actually embarrassed I didn't guess that match because you should be. I thought you were going to get it right away. Well, I just I love that the Iron Man, Iron Man match. Amazing, yeah, yeah. So what actually started the convo was there's a tag match. Uh, it was Motor City Machine Guns against the Young Bucks or Generation Me. Yeah, and it got like four and a quarter, I guess. Then there was another tag match that happened way earlier in TNA with Team Canada and somebody else, and it got like four and a half. We watched them back to back. The other one was way better, the Machine Guns match. Yeah. Way more, like, well thought out and, like, delivered and, like, the crowd was red hot. We're like, who's, like, judging these matches on, like, what curve? Like, I don't know. I guess it's, like, what era of wrestling it is or what year it is. Yeah. And what you're comparing it to, that's but... That's, I mean, it's just, it's, it's very subjective. Yeah. Well, yeah. Right. It's, it's like, you know, this movie won the Oscar this year, but if it came out last year, you know, maybe it wouldn't have won. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly like yeah, that. It's very strange. Anyways, I don't like star ratings. I think they're stupid. <laughs> if you buy a ticket and you enjoy the show, that's all I care about. As a Canadian member of a Canadian tag team, yeah. who's your favorite Canadian tag team? And obviously, my favorite Canadian tag team Heart ever. Foundation's probably the easy answer. No, no. I oh. would say Edge and Christian. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Because there's also the Canadian gimmicked tag teams, like, you know, like the North. Yeah, sure. Like the Un-Americans. Remember the Un-Americans? Yes. Yeah. I do. Yeah. Yeah, that was so weird. That was very short-lived, too. It was, it was a test, and I can't even remember everybody. Yeah, I can't remember it. either. I know Test was in it, though. But it was, I felt kind of bad because it was like, it was basically the Americans being like, we're super patriotic, and yeah. these, these guys are the bad guys. Yeah. yeah. Why? Why are we the bad guys? I don't understand. Well, it's, it's, it's just cheap heat. It's yeah. cheap. 
Yeah, that's it. Team Canada, you know, remember Petey Williams would make people stand for the national anthem? Hell yeah. It's just cheap heat. Yeah. It's great, though. It's Hey, the, the thing that blew us away, so we went to film television in Windsor, and we had won the tag titles, so we go, and everyone's like, oh, you guys are going to go out there. They're going to, like, embrace you. Like, the Canadians are bringing the gold home. And I just turn and I go, no, they're not. They're going to hate us. And they're like, no, they won't. We go out. We put our hands in the air. They start booing us. And to me, it's like the greatest victory of all time. Because we get to the back, and D'Lo Brown's like our producer and yeah, agent. Yeah. He just goes, I can't believe Canadians got booed in Canada. <laughs> I'm like, eh. That means we're doing our job, You I guess. love being a hero. I do. I really do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I do. Do you think you've become less all ego as you've gotten a little bit older? Yeah, and I, and I think it's just that, I don't know. I react a little different to the like my surroundings the older I get. Yeah. I don't know if it's because I have a kid now or like I'm married, but I, like I'll use MJF because he'll love this. He is. Can I swear on this? Sure. The, the biggest piece of shit, but like at the table with kids, and it just like hurts my soul. And I'm like, I don't care how much the promoter's paying me. If I'm a bad guy, that's fine. I'll do my job. But I will not go out of my way to, like, upset people. Yeah. Because I know that's, like, the paying audience. MJF, though, what a scumbag. <laughs> well, that's just who Max is. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Oh, I know. Uh, you don't have to oh, tell me. I also know. Yeah. I sat in a hotel room just like this, and <laughs> things happened. Yeah, things yeah. happened. Yeah. He was probably just being himself. Yeah, he, that's, yeah, yeah he yeah. was. That's but it. I feel like, you know, there's, there's some sort of bravado that we all have, especially as men in our 20s. And then the closer you get to 30, I feel like it's just kind of like, yeah, I'm okay. Yeah, what's you know? the point? I don't need to puff my chest out yes. all the time. That's where I'm at right now. That's where you're at? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, that's also helped me, too, with, like, the YouTube page and, like, all that stuff is cool. Everything, everyone's doing their thing. I'm just going to do my own thing, like. I'm okay over here, <laughs> but that but you will carve out a niche for yourself. I hope so. You will. Like I don't know how. Like I'm not retiring, but I don't know how long wrestling is gonna go. You know. So like I'm just trying to create something outside of, still inside the bubble. But like when I leave, I have my own thing. Have you thought about you know whether it's five, ten, twenty years from now what you would do? I want to become like a producer or an agent or a writer. Like I would like to still be in wrestling in yeah. some capacity. I feel like my brain will last in wrestling longer than my body. So if I can start getting to and gearing towards that, that would be awesome. Well, I mean, you're you're in with a company where they've taken a lot of their employees. Yeah. Impact's taken a lot of their employees, and now they're helping you guys make well, your like, matches. And the VP, Scott Demore, yeah, he managed Team Canada. So. <laughs> <laughs> it all comes right back around. Oh, wait. Wait, wasn't that guy in the north like 15 years ago? <laughs> How... What are your goals, uh, I guess, immediate goals and then long-term goals with your YouTube channel? Oh, man. Honestly, I don't know. Like, I like, I have, like, an obsessive personality, so, like, I try not to, like, think about it too much. Like, the minute you walked in, I was like, hey, how'd you get your YouTube page so big? <laughs> it's just the way my brain works, and, like, I'm that working 24-7. Yeah. I don't want to, like, put anything on the YouTube because it's so much work for, like, no reward right now, like, at all. <laughs> And, like, the computer was so expensive, the camera. So I don't want anything to be, like, if I don't hit this views or this subscribers, yeah. I'm out. I'm just going to do it for a full year and see how it grows and how it helps my career. And then at the end of the year, either way, my daughter will be able to watch all the videos and see, like, what I did from her being one year old to... But but I will say this. If I gave up on my YouTube channel after a year, we certainly wouldn't be sitting here Really? Right 
hell no. Okay. My channel's eight years old now. All right. And it took me seven and a half years to get 100,000 subscribers. Really? And that, so here's, this is a fact here. I hit 100,000 subscribers last August. Okay. And if things, Congrats. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. If I keep on the, I have 196,000 right now. So you're going to crack another hundo. In the next couple of weeks. All right. So it took me seven and a half years to get that first 100K and now a year to get the next. Yeah, yeah. So just keep that in mind. Okay. Uh, that like, sure, you won't be getting the progress you want in the first yeah. six months, year, two years, whatever. But just keep doing it. Yeah, my manager, a.k.a. my wife, she also <laughs> says the exact same thing. <laughs> and, and it's just uh, so a phrase that I say all the time, I even put it on a T-shirt, is vague goals get vague results. So if you're saying, like, I don't know how many views I want to get, you're not really driving at something. Okay. And I'm not trying to make this like a seminar. Like no, a no, I'm, all, I'm getting motivated right now. <laughs> but it's true. If you don't have something that you're looking at, you're just kind of going, oh, well, I guess that video was all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think you should say by December 31st, I want... I don't know how many subscribers you have right now. I I want to get ten thousand views per vlog by the end of the year. Okay, that, so that that's a that's a big that's, that's a, an actual that goal. Is big. Yeah, that yeah, is a yeah. big goal. But I didn't want to say it because now if I don't, <laughs> but it's out there. Then now you have something to strive for. What All about right. subscribers? Let's make it happen. Uh, by the end of the year, I would like uh, over ten thousand. Okay, and you're yeah. at how many right now? I'm about to hit five soon. Okay, well, you're going to hit five after this video ah! comes out. Yeah, the link is below again. Everyone, uh, thanks. Look, Ethan puts a lot more work into his videos than I do. Uh, you're editing stuff. Thank I'm, you. I'm sitting here and having a conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and then we put it up. And I mean, I'm, it's, a, it's a researched conversation, yeah. but it's just a free flowing conversation. You're putting like edits into this. Yeah, it's a lot. A it lot is a of lot work. of work. And I don't think that's the hardest part. The hardest part is having a real life. And not like <laughs> offending people that I'm with because yeah, like people say things and do things behind closed doors that aren't bad, but can be like twisted into something sure. that is yeah. so like just a little time out from our chat with Ethan Page because football season is here, people. It's time to start placing your bets for NFL and college football. Blue Wire, the podcast network that I'm with, is teaming up with sports information traders and legend John Price, one of the world's most successful sports bettors, so our listeners are given the chance to make more money on football this season. Go to sportsinformationtraders.com slash blue and get the college football and NFL future plays and make up to 15 times your money for only a $99 investment. Last year, sports information traders correctly predicted the Clemson Tigers to win the college football championship, making one client $110,000. The year before that, Kurt Presley of Sports Information Traders made $1 million with a preseason wager saying that the Philadelphia Eagles were going to win the Super Bowl. John Price and the Sports Information Traders team can guide you on the best ways to make money on future bets and preseason football betting picks. You get all that for $99 and the opportunity to make 15 times your money. It is totally worth getting Sports Information Traders betting picks. Sports Information Traders has been featured in ESPN, Gambling911.com, Entrepreneur Magazine, and many more. And John Price has been successfully making money betting on sports for over 20 years. So make a big return for a small investment with Sports Information Traders' future picks. Get started now by going to sportsinformationtraders.com slash blue. Again, make sure you go to sportsinformationtraders.com slash B-L-U-E to have your chance at a 15-time return 
this football betting season. I don't ever want anyone on the roster or that works for Impact to be like uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, oh, we can't do this because Ethan Page might pull his camera out. Yeah. So creating that and like not having that be an issue is really the hardest part. Yeah. While also like maintaining relationships with people, but getting the content. Yeah. So I've found over time, people have been coming to me with like, come film this. Like, it'd be great for the vlog. And I'm like, oh, thank goodness. Like, <laughs> this is like the way it's going now. So. Well, I, I just interviewed the Young Bucks recently, okay. and they're still editing their yeah. own stuff and putting it up, like despite being executive vice presidents. So, like, if they're able to do it, yeah, you know, I'm sure you can too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, I, you know, you're doing a great job. Thanks, at it man. I appreciate yeah. it. So, what what advice? Because there's a lot of people that are watching this right now that are creators. Yeah. What advice have you learned since you started this that you would pass along to people? Uh, if you like it, someone else will like it. And okay. then that's where you just create the people that like the same stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean, the, the Internet's so hyper niche. Yeah. That like, you know, you can dial it into not just wrestling, not just like you can dial it into a specific type of wrestling. And still get thousands of people to watch. Yes. Yeah. Which is, I mean, the world has seven billion people. I know. Well, like, so someone like kind of made like a snide comment to me. They're like, you know, only like 6,000 people watch that vlog. Like, what are you so excited about? And I was like, all right. Rent a building and put 6,000 people in it, yeah. and you stand at the front, and all of them are just going to watch whatever you want for 18 minutes. Yeah. I'm like, that's like a form of power, I think. Yeah. And like, not in a negative way, like in no. a positive way. Yeah. And like, that's also been like the force pushing the vlog is trying to change people's perspective of uh, impact wrestling. <laughs> well, I mean, what do you or think? Or perception, sorry, yeah. Well, what do you think is the perception? I don't know. I think it's mixed right now. And I think, I guess the lack of exposure we have with like our television station right now. I won't make you bring it up, I'll bring it up. <laughs> uh, I think that also like deters people from actually watching the show, which but, sucks. But the product is very good. It's fantastic. Yeah. And I think like our TV put up against anyone right now, uh, check it out, honestly. Oh yeah. I think it's great. Yeah, I, I interviewed Gail Kim uh, a couple months ago. She said the same thing. Yeah. She, well, she actually said that Impact has better in-ring stuff than WWE stuff. I would agree. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, and. And I think that there's a lot of people that are going, well, I haven't seen Impact in a while, and they're just basing it off of that. Right. That's what I'm saying is you should see it. And I think that's the hardest thing is, like, whatever everybody else did before the team we have now shouldn't affect the guys because most of them are gone. Yeah. So why don't you see what the new crop is putting together? Because, like, we're doing our best, and it's really good, I well, think. You know why else you should watch it? Because of this right here. What kind of voice was that? As a pro wrestler voice. Uh, because of this thing right here. <laughs> and for everyone listening on the podcast, that was holding up a championship title there. Yeah. Yeah. How, yeah. Who was it that approached you about signing with Impact? Um, it was either Sanjay, Abyss, or Scott Demore, or like a mix of all three. But people you had worked with on the indies for a while. Yeah, like yeah. I've had a bunch of matches with Sanjay, and we became friends. So he was like my go-to to find out whether they were interested or not. And then Abyss, I ended up doing a couple indies with him. So, like, he was familiar with my work. Mm -hmm. So he knew that I wouldn't embarrass him if he, like, kind of been like, yeah, you can sign that guy. Yeah. And then Scott, I don't know what took him so long, but he was the one that I needed <laughs> to impress. Yeah. Yeah, you'd think a fellow Canadian would, be, would have your back. Right? Yeah. Come on, man. What took you so long? If we were to make a Canadian Mount Rushmore of wrestlers. Oh, don't make me do this. Yeah. This someone is going to get me in a lot of trouble. Someone asked me this the other day, and I was like, Oh, uh, what with Canadians? Yeah, just Canadians. Four okay, Canadians. Bret Hart. Sure. Easy. Uh, 
Uh, <laughs> it's hard. There's so many great ones. It is very hard. Uh, Edge? Okay. But, I mean, then is, is Jericho on right, there? Right, yeah, right, yeah, right, right. A Stu Hart? Is, is Stu Hart on there? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, this is tough. Yeah, this is the whole point of the all Mount Rushmore. Canadians? On mine, it would be test, all four of them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could make an argument, despite what happened in his final 48 hours, for Chris Benoit. Let's talk about something else. Yeah, but but <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like there, no, you know, no, 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 for sure. There's 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 a lot of great wrestling talent. Yeah, uh, and a lot of people don't know who's Canadian. Like, <laughs> I'm not even joking. Still to this day, I'll be doing some indie show, and they'll be like, "You're actually from Canada? I thought it was just part of your like character." I'm like, "Who would choose <laughs> to do that?" There are characters though from like Russia that aren't are, that are. Characters are from Russia, but they're not. Okay, but from imagine Russia. looking the way I look, just like a I don't know a North guy. American yeah. guy, like just normal dude. You know what's going to be a real big spin? I'm going to make myself look the exact same, but not from America, from Canada. Like what? Okay, sure. There, there's an interesting angle though on branding yourself as being Canadian. I, I think not even just branding. I'm very proud of like the city that I'm from, and I have no interest in moving. Like for the rest of my life because I travel so much and I love being home. Yeah. So that's been, I guess, the way I've branded it is just being like, this is where I'm from and I'm really proud of it. So yeah. do not say I'm from Toronto. I'm not from Toronto. I'm from Hamilton, Ontario. And that's been my thing since I started. Yeah. Uh, and people from Toronto go, oh, you're from Hamilton? All the time. And that's also like a driving factor in why I do it. And because people just assume like, Oh, Toronto, it's fine. We know where that is. It's like, no, like I'm trying to like bring awareness to where my like my hometown is. I'm not technically from Toronto, but I've lived in the United States now for ten years, so I just tell people I'm from Toronto. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. actually from Pickering. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'm on I'm on the other side of Toronto yeah. from you. Yeah, a little farther. And I'd say yeah. I'm like thirty minutes from Toronto. Yeah, and so yeah. am I. Yeah. Yeah. But you're you're Hamilton's a much larger city. Yeah, it's getting there. You're too. on the you're halfway between Toronto and Niagara Falls. Yeah, like right in the middle. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It, I, I grew up driving to Niagara Falls to watch a lot of wrestling. Yeah. Uh, Neo Spirit Pro. Yeah, that's where like Eric Young came yes. from. Yeah, watched, Sean Spears. Yes. Um, uh, I, I interviewed Eric Young like 10 years ago and I said, I watched the greatest indie match of all time. And he goes, oh yeah, my match with Derek Wilde. The ladder match? See? Ah. Oh my God. <laughs> wow. Yeah. How do you know? Because it's insane. That match it is was. insane. There's only clips of it because it happened like 12 years ago yeah maybe. there's only clips of it online they do a code red oh my god that like, match <laughs> through a ladder is insane it's you a can crazy see match. in those clips i'm in the background i'm in like the third or fourth row towards the back and i'm just like ah, the it's whole awesome. time it's awesome yeah those guys went nuts who were some of the people that you looked up to growing up uh just in general or well what about wrestlers <laughs> well the rock yeah, I know my you, favorite. You get very jealous when I interview I do, him. Yeah, how does that happen? Make that happen for me. Okay, get him on my vlog. Sure. All right, perfect. Yeah. Thank you for that promise. Uh, he was big. Uh, Billy Gunn, um, Randy Savage, Val Venus. Like these are all like character wrestlers, but like that's the guys that I grew up loving. Yeah, uh, Razor but, Ramon. But there's like there's a big difference between liking and there's no problem with it. But a big difference between liking The Rock and liking Val Venus. You think so? And, don't you think so? Nah. And I don't I don't mean that in a bad way. <laughs> <laughs> to me, like as like a fan and like kid wrestler, they were all the same. Mm -hmm. Like 
-hmm. they just all had their own characters and they all fit in like the puzzle of let's have a wrestling show yeah so like i appreciated everybody yeah and like there's no difference to me between val venus and the rock i mean other than their salary and how many t-shirts they sold but like to me i was like oh they're both like super entertaining yeah this is this weird stripper porn star guy <laughs> and my dad thought he was hilarious he'd always give me the hello ladies voice and like slap me with a towel i and bet just, you could do a hello ladies voice you're trying to get me to do it yeah hello ladies this is great you know who's canadian val Venus. exactly <laughs> and i had to put one canadian on the list uh so and then like razor ramon another guy like big character guy yeah and they were all like cool badass yeah. billy gun too yeah. and i think it's kind of helped ethan page like create this character because all of these guys outside of wrestling would be goofy as fuck <laughs> <laughs> so it kind of taught me to just not care and just yeah. do whatever i think is funny or entertaining and just go out there and just be a jackass and that's what i think is actually one of the greatest things that you have going for you oh is, thanks like i watched you wrestle um I watched you wrestle in South Florida like a couple of years ago. Oh, yeah, ago, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, at uh, Ronin. Ronin Pro, yeah. And it was, I think it was your first show there. So the, the audience maybe didn't, you know, weren't yeah, as yeah. familiar with your work, but you just owned it. Yeah, I don't and, care. And like a minute in, they're like, I don't like that guy. Yeah, yeah. And it was perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And like that took me a very long time because like we're all like egomaniacs. Like we all want people to love us. Um, what do you think's been the biggest change for you? So you debuted in 2006. What's been the biggest change for you in independent wrestling since then? Um, that uh, social media is king. It's, yeah. it's kind of like taken over. I get, also, it's like a popularity barometer <laughs> in a weird way. <laughs> kind of. And like, it kind of lets people know like, uh, people care what this person has to say or what he's doing or like where he is. And also has really helped me draw my audience to events yeah which is helpful for promoters but also helpful for like merchandise or even content now like i'm putting my fans in my vlogs so it's pretty cool well, think of how different it would have been 10 15 20 years ago if you had new merch coming out the only place people could really get it at was shows. at a show yeah or you could like you know pay a couple hundred bucks to the local cable tv ad <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I mean, Colt Cabana kind of pushed in this new era yes. of, like, self-promotion. Like, yes. And, like, he he was the first real, like, merch booth guy and, like, kind of putting a shop online. And, yeah. Yeah, big part of starting pro wrestling too. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and, and everyone else is reaping the benefits of 100%. it. 100%. So, yeah. thank you, Colt Cabana. Yeah, there it is. I'm yeah. actually going to be interviewing him in about a month. Oh, that's awesome. And I'm basically going to say, hey, every pro wrestler says thank you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. And, and well, I like, do, too. Well, like, he just announced, too, like that he's going to step away from the vlog or the podcast and all it was just a flooding of pro wrestlers being like thanks for the exposure man because yeah. it's true yeah seriously yeah. no it's this world that we're talking into right now these microphones this camera it's changed everything yeah 100% and I'm glad that you're on the forefront of this with your vlog am I I feel late I feel very late but like, there, to the I don't party. know how many other how many other indie wrestlers or pro wrestlers are vlogging um, like as much as you are they might put out one or two things. I know Sammy Guevara has a weekly one. Okay. Obviously being the elite. Yeah, being the elite. Uh, Puma King has one in Mexico. Okay, so the point is there still are some people doing it. There is it. some, but yeah. like, yeah, you're right. It's not a lot. You're going to get one video that hits, and you're, it's going to be like a hockey stick. Really? Yep. That's it. Yeah. That's how it works. Yeah, I mean, they will for a little while, and then you just got to keep that momentum yeah. kind of going. Yeah. That's all I'm trying to do is not give up. 
<laughs> well, that's pretty easy. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's easy to not give up. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Especially after you kind of like, oh, uh, you know, if you only wait a year, I would never be interviewing it. It's like, yeah, it's, uh, fair enough. So I'll just keep pushing. Yeah, just keep doing it. Yeah, yeah. Because it's my second go at having a vlog, actually. Okay. I had one before, and it didn't pick up, and I was like, this is a lot of work for nothing. And then, again, like, my wife was the one that uh, convinced me to do it again. She's like, don't think of it as work. Just capture some stuff so that our daughter, Gabriella, can watch it later. I'm like, okay, as long as that's my motivation, then okay. it's not work. She tricked you. Yeah, she did that's trick me. It. And now I'm like, she's like, don't worry about the numbers. And I'm just on YouTube, like analytics, just looking at everything. Oh, man, who's yeah. watching? Where are they watching yeah, from? Yeah, you can get really caught How up. How did in they that. get here? What did they click to get yeah. here? Yeah, Which yeah. Related, video, related videos are very yep. important. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to talk about that off air. <laughs> <laughs> Would you say, though, that sitting here right now, you know, you're impact tag team champion, you're living your dream? Yes, I would. And I would also admit that it's very hard for me to, like, recognize that. Hmm. Yeah. Because I'm, like, never happy. <laughs> like, as a person, so happy. My profession, no. <laughs> but to have this self-awareness to go, you know, this championship's mine. Josh and I won that. Yeah. Like, I, like... I am a big, 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 uh, like, I'm, like, etching my name in history, like, with as many things as I can, and that, to me, is so cool, and, like, everyone's like, what's the meaning of life? And, like, I jokingly say, like, oh, it's a video game, and we're all just trying to get a high score so that people talk about us forever. Yeah. It's like, all right, Albert Einstein, he won. You know what I mean? <laughs> meaning of life, nailed it. They'll be on t-shirts and be talked about forever. Like, why can't Ethan Page, you know? <laughs> Would you, when you come down here to the States, do people think you have a Canadian accent? I get it every once in a while. I might drop like an A, but like when they start saying that I say a boot, I'm like, that's not how I talk. Yeah, well, that's, yeah. You, you kind of do. Really? Like a little bit. Okay, all right, fair but, enough. But it's not like, you know, it's not bad like if you were from like Sudbury or wait, something. Wait, wait, wait. Are you like <laughs> Canadian shaming me? No, no. I'm You're just, Canadian. No, no. Here's the thing. <laughs> uh, you do you do kind of sound little, Canadian, I'm, I'm eh? Really, I'm really sorry to tell you this. <laughs> oh, yeah, there, that's I'm really good. sorry. I, that's what I sound no, like? Oh, no, Dude, no, no, don't no. tell me that. What I'm saying is Canadians don't think they have an accent. Yes, but I don't so, think anyone does. Because uh, I don't know. I think if you talk to someone from Texas, they're like, well, I, I guess I have a bit of an accent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I think they're, they're aware of it. But like, And I'm not, I'm not shaming you. I'm just saying, like, are you... <laughs> Are you aware that people might think that you oh, have Oh, for an sure. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Because, like, I, I wrestle mostly in America. So, like, I'll get yeah, yeah. stuff like that all the time. Yeah, which is also pretty cool that you wrestle mostly. Yeah. I like the it. US. A lot. Well, there's a lot of options. Yeah. That's and the that, thing. Uh, there's a lot of wrestlers, and everywhere is different. There's a and lot like, of promotions. Tons, too. tons. Yeah. But in Canada, it's very like selective. The country's huge. Yes. But where the good pro wrestling is, is in only a couple spots. Well, that's the thing. I yeah. mean, but that's that's just Canada in general. If you're not living in Toronto, Calgary, Vancouver, Vancouver Montreal, you know, like there's not a lot of pro yeah. wrestling going on in Medicine Hat. It's a Hat. vast space. So, sorry, Medicine Hat. Or Moose Jaw. Yeah. Sorry. I mean, Moose there Jaw. probably is pro wrestling going on. Yeah, of course on. there is. No love, one's I love watching Moose it. Jaw. No, or yeah. it's just, or maybe it's not there. Like in Toronto, there's probably a show every other weekend. Yep. You know, and or every weekend. Or every weekend. Yeah. yeah. Like 30 minutes from my house. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Like for me to, like growing up in wrestling, there was an abundance of shows and like opportunities to wrestle for nothing and learn how to not suck. <laughs> yeah. 
So you're, this is your full-time job. That's it. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. That's so commendable. Thanks. Yeah. 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 And I feel like, you know, I was there from watching some of your matches being, I was a ring announcer for some of your matches. It's awesome being able to sit here now, 10 ish years later. Yeah. How crazy is that though? It's so crazy. I, yesterday I was talking to Tommy dreamer. I was telling, uh, one of our friends, a story that like everyone's like, Oh, Tommy dreamer loves wrestling. I'm like, you don't understand how much he loves wrestling. I'm like this 10 years ago, I was in my early twenties, like nine, actually no 19 years old. He slept on my parents' couch in my parents' house in my parents' basement, watched me edit the show that he just worked. Wow. And was helping me like where the camera should go, how the hard cam should be somewhere else. And you know, we might be able to do a little better if we like pulled this storyline a little longer or changed this guy's character. I was like, why is this guy up at five AM telling me this stuff? It's because he loves wrestling. Yeah. So yeah. But you do too. Time flies, man. That's what I, that was my point. Oh. <laughs> I went from, sorry, having Tommy Dreamer sleep on my parents' couch and all the way from now, like I still run that promotion, but my main income is professional wrestling. Who's, I mean, you were in the ring recently with Rob Van Dam. Yep. Who's been the person that when you saw it on the booking sheet, you're like, oh my God. Uh, that was one yeah. because I knew I had to have a talking segment with him. And at the time, Impact hadn't let me really do any mic work, especially in the ring. So that was huge for me. It was like my own little... Like, I don't know, Monday Night Raw segment with yeah, RVD, yeah. which was cool. Um, and anytime I wrestle Billy Gunn, because, again, he's, like, on my list. And to get to wrestle guys like that that are still, like, active is amazing. And you recently worked former WCW champion David Arquette. Yes. Yes, I did. And it was yeah. awesome. Yeah. I Check that out. It's on uh, IWTV.live. And you can actually get 20 days for free if you use promo code Alpha1, A-L-P-H-A, and the number one. Wow. Yeah. I've been trying really hard to get him on this show. Really? And we just haven't been in the same place at the same time. Yeah, okay. I texted him. I said, hey, I'm in L.A. this weekend. And he's not here. Yeah. So. He's a busy guy. He's filming TV shows well, in Canada. Well, he's David Arquette. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. And he's still, and he's still like working and traveling as an indie wrestler. Which is insane yeah. to me. Like, when I wrestled him, I did like a little post-match speech. Pretty much saying like everyone's kind of giving him a hard time that he's in wrestling. I think it's, like, ignorant of us to give him a hard time when he's bringing so much, like, awareness from everyday people yeah. to wrestling events that might not go. That's good for us, like, as wrestlers. You yeah. don't want to, like, change those people into paying customers. I don't know. He's a fan. Yeah. yeah and, and every wrestler, every person sitting in the audience is a fan, too. Yes. He's just living the dream. Exactly. Yeah. It's not his fault he became a famous movie star and he still <laughs> loves wrestling, you know? Like <laughs> shame on yeah, you. Yeah, shame on you for keeping your hobbies. <laughs> uh. I don't know if we've plugged your vlog enough, but uh, we'll plug it one more time. Hell yeah. The link is below. Thanks. Um, yeah. Subscribe. Also, if you're watching this and you don't subscribe to my channel yet, I, I'm just Why do people do that? That is my wife's number one pet peeve. Why are people watching and they're not clicking? I'm like, I don't know. Figure it it's, out. It's the wildest thing. Yeah. Like, you'll get a video that gets like a million views, and then you'll look at the Oh, subscriber. yeah, you do? Oh, cool. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, mean I got a couple of those, 20 yeah, or 30, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, but then you'll look and you got like, you know, a thousand subscribers from it. It's like, yeah. but what about the other 999,000 uh -huh. people? Yeah. You just got to earn their trust. I guess so. Yeah. To everyone that does subscribe and has been there, you know, since 2011 or maybe since the start of this year, thank you. And anyone that is willing to watch my weekly vlog where I take you backstage and give you all the secrets to professional wrestling, 
you're all going to watch now. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's like, remember that show on Fox? It was Magic Secret Revealed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what this is. It's that. I just pulled a curtain back and oh, you see everything. I guess they everything. had wrestling secrets revealed too. They did, yeah. Yeah. But well, didn't people have their like voices muffled and stuff? It was so bad. I don't hide my face. I break kayfabe in public. I think we'll end with that. Yeah. That's pretty good. <laughs> Ethan Page, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, famous Speedo fighter. There it is. Famous Speedo fighter. Ethan said when he put that phrase on his shirt, it actually made a lot of people upset. I think you people need to lighten up. Uh, thanks to Ethan for finding the time to do this interview. I'm seriously so proud of everything he's accomplished, everything he's continuing to accomplish. And if you enjoyed this, please share it with someone who might enjoy it as well. Tweet it out. Put it on Instagram. Tag me at Chris Van Vliet. Tag Ethan. Let us know what you thought. And I know that we talked a lot about, oh, the links below this video. Well, obviously, you're not watching this. You're listening to it because it's a podcast. Uh, but search Ethan Page on Instagram and give him a follow on there. Thank you to our sponsors, Sports Information Traders. Go to sportsinformationtraders.com slash blue for the college football and NFL future plays for just $99. Thank you to Green Roads. Head over to greenroadsworld.com. Use the code CHRIS15 for 15% off your order of CBD products. Also, thank you to Samson Technologies for making us sound great with this great audio equipment. So this was in interview three of four that I did in Los Angeles at the Impact Wrestling tapings. I've already posted Brian Cage and Jimmy Jacobs. And keep an eye out soon for the interview that I did with Melissa Santos. Uh, we've got many more interviews on the way here. And I'm going to leave you with some powerful words. I, I like these quotes. You guys have been reacting to these quotes. You seem to like them as much as I do. So I'm going to keep leaving you with them. This one's uh, from Bob Proctor. Some powerful words. And he says, quote, You are the only problem you will ever have. And you are the only solution. Mmm. Mmm. That's a deep one. That's a deep cut right there. Make it a great day.